here. Special board meeting, and we have a quorum. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. aye. Uh, opposed? That is unanimous. Okay. First order of business uh, new business budget slice program. Uh, yeah, Mr. Barnard, we have uh, a lot of information to cover tonight. Some of this is going to be personal. Um, like session I'm guessing yeah. that's, that's what we have Do PowerPoint. Test. 
you going to click for me? Okay, we'll switch. Okay, so uh, we prepared um, some slides for you this evening to, to make some recommendations around some budget reductions of programs. And we'll just go through these slide by slide. We've pretty much, uh, you have previously seen a spreadsheet that had programs listed, how much they cost, and how they were being paid for in the budget lines. So if you click the next slide, you'll see that tonight what we're going to concentrate on is local expenditures. So these are programs that are paid for through local um, tax dollars. The first program we're going to look at tonight is the Project Village program. This is a preschool program. You can see there are two different sides of Project Village. There is the Project Village, which is paid from the local side, and then there is Project Village, which is the ECAP grant side. You'll see the approximate cost there listed for the Project Village local side, which um, there is a, a portion for local salary, local transportation, local supply budget, and then there is the state side of the salaries that are paid through unit count. And there is also um, an additional Title I um, budget line that helps offset the salary costs. We have investigated what it would look like if we did purchase of care, which is, a, for lack of a better word, a grant, a state grant program where we could charge for students who are in the program who are students that live in the poverty level. All of our students in the Project Village program are students um, that live at a 200% below the poverty level. Um, approximately for the sites that we have in Project Village, and there are four of them that fall under the local side, we could have approximate offsetting through purchase of care of about $232,000 if we decide to, to go that route. This is our best estimate at this point. For us to do purchase of care would require us to do considerable amount of training of our staff um, and it would, it would be a board decision whether or not this is something we want to continue with. The Project Village off-sites, offshoot sites, the four sites that are out at uh, the East Millsboro location, Georgetown Elementary location, North Georgetown location, and I believe the Long Neck location are the ones that are on the local side. The Selbyville one is the one that's housed in the SDSA building. We have resubmitted our ECAP grant for the next three years. The grant awards will be made on April the 14th. Without the grant money for the ECAP site, uh, we would not be able to continue that site for lack of funding. So at this point, we need to make a decision about the Project Village on the, can you just, I think he's still looking at that slide. So at, that, at this point, we need to make a determination of Project Village and whether or not we want to continue with preschool the preschool education on the local side of this in lieu of directing those dollars toward K-12 education. Yes? Mm -hmm. 
Project Village local side, the local side is $100,961 from local money. And you can see then, I did not total it. But it is $100,000 on the local side, plus the state, plus the additional Title I that it takes to run those four sites. Yes. And that's the only site that we can support with the grant money because it's the only site that's written into the grant. It's, it's very specific. Yes. 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 Okay. They have a, a morning group of students and an afternoon group of students at each of the sites. It could offset anything. Salaries would probably be where we would do the offsetting. We would offset our local dollars. Yes. Yes. At this time, no, but I don't think we all really know what the full extent of those cuts are going to look like at this point. No, there, there, is a very, there is a very tedious process we will have to go through. The next uh, line item you'll see is the AVID program. Currently there is about $28,000 budgeted out of local money. We are suggesting to reduce that by $20,000 for a new budget of $8,000. AVID stands for Advancement Via Individual Determination, and there is a possibility of moving this to the new Title IV funding, um, which we won't have until next school year, and we are not we're not positive that that 8,000 can go into Title IV, but it is a possibility that we are exploring. Questions about AVID? So the other, the items that are in the $28,000 included training, conference fees, um, travel fees for those, for those teachers in our school-wide programs to be trained. Um, we would suspend training and travel as we already have. And we would only use the $8,000 to pay our basic, our just basic fees for, for the next year. Yes, with the, the people that we already do have trained. We already have quite a number of teachers trained in both Millsboro, Georgetown Middle Schools, and Sussex Central High School. 
questions? Excuse me? At Georgetown Middle School, it is a school-wide program, so every student at Georgetown Middle School is involved in AVID. Now, it doesn't mean that they're, um, they're all involved in some way at both Millsboro and Georgetown. Um, when they get to the high school level, as they, as they will this coming school year, then it is a course that they have to take, and we have re rebooted that course at Sussex Central High School. Um, when we lost our teacher at Sussex Central High School who took another assignment, the program took a, took a real hit there. Nick Fair did a great job with the AVID program and the AVID students. Um, so they have an incoming group, an eighth, an eighth grade group rising to ninth grade who would be involved in the program. I believe that would be just a small portion of two different teachers. There'd be two AVID classes. I believe what they've planned is two AVID classes taught by two different people. So it's one period for one teacher, one period for another, both who have already been trained. And they would each have a class of students. So 20, 25 would be the, the hope um, as they rise from eighth to ninth grade. Any other questions about AVID? Dual enrollment, this is our college program. We currently have a budget of 29,000, suggesting to reduce that to 10,000 for a $19,000 budget. This pays for our course fees and materials for our dual enrollment courses. This is not the full cost of the program. This program is currently being offset by monies collected uh, from families. Students pay a course fee to belong to these courses because they are receiving three college credits for each course that they enroll in if they pass the course. Um, we currently collect $100 per student. If a student is not financially able to pay that money, they can apply to be scholarshiped into the course, and um, we pay that money. That's what those dollars would continue to support. questions advanced placement a budget of 20,000 I'm suggesting that we reduce that by 20,000 for a no local budget to be expended on advanced placement our advanced placement program would still continue but any teacher training that we needed to do we would pay for out of our either professional development state funds or our title II funds, um, federal professional learning funds. The bulk of the money that was budgeted was for training. If you'll remember five years ago when I came to this position, there was a major charge from the district to improve our advanced placement courses and our scores. We have done that over the course of the last several years and um, suggesting that we move those dollars elsewhere. Yes, but the advanced placement training is, is in Lewis, Delaware. Uh, but it is a week-long course that we have to pay for on behalf of our teachers. Uh, it's about $1,000 per course. So every so many years, teachers have to be recertified in, 
to teach the course or the course changes and they have to have the updates so they have to attend the week-long training in Lewis. So we don't really incur any travel costs, it's just the cost of the actual training. Right. And currently we are, all of our teachers are up to date on their trainings. And I don't believe AP is suggesting any course, major course modifications for this coming year. So we're hoping not to have to train a bunch of teachers this summer. Excel. This is our gifted program for elementary school students. Uh, it's a, a budget of $3,700, which basically plays for supplies and materials. There's STEM materials, robotics kits, um, other small items. I'm suggesting we don't reduce that at all. It's always, already very bare bones for the work that they do. Ingram Pond. We currently run the pond for about $19,000 about $19, a year. I'm suggesting we reduce that budget that for about $2,000. New budgeted amount would be around $17,000. This is for the transportation and the supplies and the materials that we use to run the pond. This does not include any personnel costs. Science Coalition. This was a budgeted item on the sheets that I gave you. This year was $67,766. We're gonna have an increase to this budget for next year of $3,000 for a new budgeted amount to be around $70,767. Basically, this is a per pupil amount that we pay into the state coalition. We belong to the state coalition and this pays uh, a shared cost amongst districts all over the state that pays for our science curriculum in grades K through eight. Math League, a budget of 5420 suggesting a reduction of $2,000 for a new budgeted amount of 3420 This basically pays for registration fees and transportation to the Math League competitions. Every school gets a small part of that. All the secondary schools get a small part of that money for their Math League clubs. Performance Plus. In our last fiscal year, we spent about $12,651. Um, this was a leftover of a state fund that we at one time had that paid for copying and clerical work around the component five testing that um, the state mandates our teachers do. We had a grant for that for one year, which Jay ran, and most recently this year we have narrowed that down. We've put that uh, under people in schools who have some time to do some of that clerical work, and some of the teachers are doing the work on their own, suggesting we zero this budget out and turn it entirely over to the schools. Any questions around that one? International Baccalaureate, uh, last fiscal year we spent about, uh, we spent $63,766 on this program, I'm suggesting a reduction of $23,766 for a new budgeted amount of $40,000. 
This new budgeted amount relies upon the collection of student fees for IB courses and the diploma. Similarly to the way we have students and families um, pay for, to help offset costs of dual enrollment, and of course students pay for their own AP exams, and um, there is, there's no reimbursement for those costs. Uh, we're suggesting that uh, the IB kids next year begin to pay for their courses at the same rate, suggesting the same rate that we have for our dual enrollment, which would be $100 per course. And then in their senior year, they would also pay their diploma fee, which is $163, I believe. So it looks like uh, the projection for fees uh, for next year would be 21 diploma students and 16, 16 other students in the in the IB program, and that's in the full that's in the full diploma, full diploma. That means they're not just taking occasional courses or pre-IB; they're in the full diploma track. That's juniors or seniors, basically. Question about that? Taking courses, yes. Correct. They take three courses in their junior year and three courses in their senior year. A lot, a lot of what the, um, a lot of IB schools have booster clubs that help offset these costs, which is something I think we, we, we could look at doing, helping the parents set up a booster club to help support, um, you know, what the district can't pay for 100%. And at this point, we wouldn't be suggesting paying for the entire assessment. I mean, for um, just for the 21 diploma students for next year, I mean, we're looking at a cost of nearly $25,000 um, just for their course fees, exam fees, diploma fees, all of those types of things. So, um, you know, we would certainly incrementally work toward that because it is, it's a heavy lift. It's a heavy lift, so we have to you know, work together, I think. Performing arts budget. It's a, it says it's entitled performing arts, but this is a, a fund that was set aside many years ago by, I believe, Lois Hobbs and the Board of Education.
that funded elementary, um, they were called the Elementary um, Underprivileged Band Funds, which basically was a set aside of monies to supply band instruments to students who could not afford them at the elementary level so that we could keep our music programs thriving. The budgeted amount for this year, the line item budget, was $20,000. I'm suggesting we reduce that to $15,000 um, for a $5,000 budget, which would not allow for us to purchase new instruments, but would allow for us to maintain our existing instruments, piano tuning, that sort of thing, and would also allow us to um, continue to pay honors ensemble fees for students that make all state, all um, all Eastern bands, choruses, those types of uh, fees that come along when students make honors groups. The instruments are loans to the students on a, on a yearly basis and um, so that they can be in the band. The clinical class at Indian River High School, which is the CNA program, is is ending its near its its end of life. Um, this is not us cutting its life. This is its its run its its run its full course, and we've discontinued this for a new pathway called Allied Health. So this eighty-eight hundred dollar uh, budget would be zeroed out completely. In the CNA program, um, I believe. According to Mr. Murray, they've all been notified that there will be part of the allied health pathway. Do I need to check on that? Okay. Right, there's still a health pathway. It's just not, it just won't be the CNA. So what are, with the current the, the pathway that's phasing out is one that uh, students would go through the entire pathway for high school and then at the, at the end of their senior year they would have, if they pass the exam, they would have a certified uh, nursing assistant license if they pass the test. Um, that program is not recognized by the state so we get no CTE funding for it. So that program is being phased out in order for um, the allied health program to come in, which is a broader-based health career program um, that would prepare students for nursing, um, pre-med, uh, phlebotomy, uh, I mean, all areas of health education and health careers. So they would no longer get a CNA license It will not, that is correct. It is, the, it is the state program that they adopted. It is a package program, probably through Allied Health, <laughs> that, uh, that they rolled out to all of the CTE programs across the state that had health pathway programs. The fees, the $8,800, basically pays for 
registered nurses, licensed registered nurses, to observe our students in the field working in nursing homes and those sorts of things as part of their hours to get their CNA. Um, and there is no state funding for that. So it is something we can certainly take under consideration and I will find out the number of students still in the pathway. Academic challenge is a zero budget to the local dollars, but it, it is a tuition-based program. Um, monies are paid from tuition funding that is written in the state epilogue language every year and has been for many years. I suggest that we continue to participate in this program. Um, I think our students should have access to the program um, it is a benefit to the students who do it. We don't have many that do it, but we would still be required to pay the tuition funding for our students at school choice. I'll give you an example. We have students at school choice to the Sussex Academy. If they live in our district, it is our responsibility to pay their tuition fees because their parents pay taxes in our district. So we would still be paying for Sussex Academy kids to attend academic challenge but if we opted out of the program, our own kids would not have access to the program. So I believe it is important for us to continue to allow kids to participate in that program if they qualify. Do you have any questions about that one? Immersion. This is another one that doesn't have a local dollar attached to it. But we are making some proposals um, that, that do impact as we move forward. Um, we're proposing to discontinue the program into the middle school as the state has prescribed the program. Uh, we believe that we can serve that population that will be rising to our two middle schools, uh, Selbyville Middle School a year from this fall, Millsboro Middle School two years from this fall, through advanced language class with the existing middle level teacher. Under the state program, it would require us to hire one, perhaps two more teachers in each middle school, of which I don't know that they would give us any funding for. So I would propose that we would make our own pathway for those students with our existing language teachers and um, do what we think is best for our students at that point, but not to abandon the program um, at this point for our students that are already involved, heavily involved in that program, along with the parents who support it. Questions, I know there have been questions before. Trade places. I'll leave this up here for you. I don't know how much you changed. Okay. Um, 
The next couple sections are actually um, local budget suggestions, reductions, um, as opposed to specific programs. Um, we have um, additional teachers, guidance counselors, special ed coordinators, reading specialists that have, um, basically they're an 11 month employee, so they have an extra 19 days in the summer that they work for us. Um, so we're proposing that we um, cut down on those additional days. Guidance counselors would go from 20 days to 10 days. Special ed coordinators would go from local dollars to the special ed IDEA grant. Um, the reading specialists currently are in the IDEA grant, so they would come out of the grant um, and they would go from 19 days to five days. And then um, we have additional specialists that have 19 days and they would be paid a daily rate based on the number of days the district needed them to work over the summer. So it wouldn't be a set 19 days, but it might be six days or eight days or whatever's required. Um, total local savings for those extra days would be approximately $384,000. Um, Oh, it, it'll be a daily rate. What? They would be our curriculum specialists. Um, I think, I'm trying to think, who else? The nurses do the, yeah. The one group that we do have that will continue with the 19 days are our um, CTE Ag teachers who um, attend the state fair, spend time there, they have um, animals here, they have crops growing, that type of thing, so they need to have some flexible time in the summer. No, they're just additional days. Based, they're a they're a, a ten month employee, but then they're asked to we contract with them to do in another nineteen days. Right, right. Right. Because it will be a decrease in salary. Yes, they, right, and they have to provide a calendar. They have to count for those 19 days um, at the end of every summer. Um, 
we're hoping. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. I mean, I think, I think they, they use those days well when they have them. Um, but if we're looking at budget cuts, we can't pay for hours beyond the contract. Um, we're proposing we cut the non-athletic EPR pay, extra pay for extra responsibility. Um, that saves roughly $225,000. Those would be um, club advisors, um, various positions within any of the schools. Non-athletic, yes. And it could be that we need to flex hours. We need to figure out how to do it without dollars, dollars in their paycheck. Um, looking at athletic EPR pay, um, we're proposing that 
We um, cut down on the number of coaches, paid coaching positions. We'd allow four for football, two for every other sport that already has two. There are a couple sports that just have one coach. Um, they would have the opportunity to take the earned salaries for the four coaches and split them over eight people if they want to have paid coaches. Um, so they would have the opportunity to pay more than that many people, but they would only earn the salaries for two positions or four positions. Um, and that would give us roughly $185,000 savings. I think there are, are sports that split the pay. And most, of, I would say, other than football, most of them are two coaches now. Um, some are three, but I would say the majority are, are already two coaches. Um, we have one um, employee in the adult ed program that we will be able to split the salary between local dollars and Title I dollars. Um, changing her title to a parent, yep, different job duties, um, to a parent community engagement coordinator. Um, right now, she's performing some duties as a community liaison. Um, so we'll look more at um, developing a new job title or new job duties for that position. That's, that's for everything so far that you've seen for salaries. That's the, the previous slide also. I just broke mine salaries separate from um, other budget reductions. Um, now here are the discretionary budget reductions. The school budgets um, would be decreased by roughly 30%. Every elementary school would get $850 per um, unit that they earn. Middle schools, $950, and high schools, $1,000. Um, that saves us roughly $269,000. We will do a moratorium on athletic uniforms. Um, that's roughly $75,000. Um, there still would be the opportunity with board approval for the um, teams to get um, community support in purchasing uniforms. If need be, they would still have to, the styles and colors and everything would still have to be approved by the district. Um, and then currently we're paying $130,000 for a local um, long-term disability coverage for all our employees. And the state of Delaware actually has a long-term disability um, policy that all the employees are automatically enrolled in, and we don't pay anything for it. Um, it pays 60% of the employee's salary, and our policy pays 50%. And um, it will pay a maximum, the state policy pays a maximum of $8,000 a month. And our local policy pays a maximum of $6,000 a month. 
So it's, it's really, the state policy is much better. It is part of the um, negotiated contract that we provide long-term disability, so we will, um, we've talked to them about doing an MOU, um, allowing us to drop this coverage. We've never used it. Anytime anybody goes out on disability, we use the state, the state policy. So it, it really is definitely $130,000 that we can save. Um, Luann has gone over a lot of the curriculum items. Um, there are some curriculum discretionary budgets and um, based on conversations that we have had, um, Luann has been involved in, there are some areas there that we are able to cut. It um, includes a long list of, um, I don't know, it's got English and math and science and, and specialized categories. It includes technology. Um, so we believe we can cut roughly 194000 from what we have there. It still provides for um, the textbook expense that we have um, every year, the consumable expense. It does not um, account for the large textbook adoption that we still have the one payment left on. Um, I'm proposing cutting the Board of Education um, budget from 24-5 to 14-5, um, and that, of course, depends on um, whether you join DSBA. Um, I think that's why the budget was as high as it was because of previous dues paid to D DSBA. Um, I think we can reduce our fleet budget by roughly 10000 So the net budget reductions that does not include the salary reductions is 692000 And I'll be honest, we've, we have cut these budgets really to bare bones because we know we, we really need to um, get it down to a point that we can live with it. Okay, so here are other items for consideration. They are not included in any of my figures. Um, right now the teachers have one year left on their contract. The custodians and secretaries have two years left on their contract. So one of the proposals would be to take whatever is left on each of the contracts and spread it out over the balance of the current contract plus four years into the next contract. Um, obviously, that's something that would have to be voted on by the staff. Um, is not something that we can just do. Um, the savings would be roughly $1.1 million to um, start a 1% or 2% as opposed to a 5% going forward. Um, safety and security, we um, just passed a referendum to support safety and security. There still can be movement within the safety and security budget. Um, keeping the same number of pennies um, for that purpose. 
Um, questions would be um, places where we had duplicates, where we had an, a full-time SRO and a full-time safety monitor. Do we need two people? Um, question would be, do we need two people at Carver? Um, there's also a an SRO and two safety monitors at the Georgetown complex. Is that something we want to con continue with? And that would totally be a board decision. Um, I've listed there the SRO cost and the cost of a safety monitor. Um, the funds would still be used for safety and security. It would allow us to put um, additional cameras in schools. It will allow us to um, equip the buses with cameras um, and then do any building expense that we would have, whether it is um, changing entrances, whatever the board would feel um, needed to be done. But again, none of those figures are involved in, in any of the reductions. No, you're right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, thank you. I, we, we really appreciate it. <laughs> um, no, and I, I think it was the, the SRO I was alluding to was that amount. Um, so the total, um, okay. Um, I think they start July 1st. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it covers the school year. Um, a couple of them we pay the full amount up front. The state police, we um, do two different payments, one in the fall and one in the spring. Mm -hmm. No, they're all paid exactly the same amount. Yes. And that includes other employee costs. Yes. 40. Okay, any other questions? Okay. Yes, it did. And, and that's, that's um, the majority of them. The OECs are that way. We do have a couple that we have to, that we provide um, Pension and health insurance for. Yes. Yes. But I, I, I think there are only two that have a higher cost than what was shown up there. Okay. So that cost, the 1.7 there, are Louian's reductions as well as my salary and, and budget reductions. Um, so that's the total we have 
come up with. Um, the uncertain thing right now is what the state is going to do budget-wise. Um, we received a letter today, Mark passed it on, from Mike Jackson at the Office of Management and Budget, um, putting everything on hold for the state. No hiring, freezing spending, everything right now. The defect came out um, worse yesterday than they anticipated. So the governor's budget comes out on Thursday. So we're hoping we knew, know something then. Well, we cut what we could. We cut salaries and we cut uniforms, but we can't, unless we discontinue a sport itself, we can't cut the transportation or the officials or the security, um, that type of thing. Well, that's true. Give that question to you. Yeah, that, that's a good question. I can tell you, with the current setup of the IAA, you get points for qualifying returns. And unfortunately, if, let's say South Central, for example, it hurts them to play the individual. And
Okay, we need a motion to table item 2.01 until after executive session. So moved. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's 202, sorry. Motion made and seconded in a discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Uh, opposed, that is unanimous. Need a motion for executive session. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded in a discussion. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed, that is unanimous and we're now in executive session. Anything uh, to vote on, so no further business become before the board. The meeting is adjourned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see.